relationships can get you in serious trouble. Connected to the wrong people is a big mistake. Running with the wrong crowd will get you burnt. Entertaining folk that should never be in your presence is a huge error. Even the scripture says, be careful who you eat with. It said if you're in front of a rich man who is greedy, don't even put his food in your mouth. Excuse yourself from his table. Because who you eat with, you're in covenant with. It was a bad decision on his part because he was a godly man, loved God. He had power and authority, and he loved God, so he did what was right. But he had one little weakness. He'd hang out. He wanted to be recognized by the wrong people. In order to, get, in order to form this union he wanted to form, and get recognition from God, not from God, but recognition from his peers, he decided, I know how I can be related to the right folks. So what he did is he arranged a marriage. And in that marriage, he was sealing his doom and his future. Very rarely have I seen the scripture where our king uses marriage for mayhem. But that's exactly what Jehoshaphat did. He was king of Judah. He wanted to hang out with the king of Israel. And so he arranged a marriage. And the marriage committed him to all of the king of Israel's enemies. See, if I come in a relationship with you, then your enemies become my enemies, even if they weren't my enemies. If I marry you, which I did, all her family becomes, y'all ain't talking to me, my family. All the outlaws too. And in-laws. You know, I got the best part of the deal. She, she, when she married me, and she said, yes, and I do, she got all my brothers, all their wives, cousins, all of them. Because marriage is covenant, and covenant is powerful. So when Ahab came in relationship with the king of Israel, the king of Israel said to Ahab, you know, I, I need to go. I got some enemies I want to fight. Will you go up with me against my enemies? What was he going to say? Joseph had knew that Israel's king, Israel, the king of Israel, he knew that his enemies, he knew who they were. But he had a question in his mind. And now he's in conflict. I'm in covenant with you. Who you fight, I got to fight. But something ain't right. So he says, well, maybe we can get the prophets to prophesy and confirm this war. 
And those of you who know the story, I'm, I'm, I'm about chapter 19 now in 2 Chronicles. So I'm giving you the background, so I won't give you everything. I'll just set it up and we'll go forward from here. So the king of Israel is doing everything he can to get Jehoshaphat's, all of his resources and armies with his to defeat his enemies. What are the prophets saying? That's what Jehoshaphat said. What are the prophets saying? So all the king's prophets came and prophesied, go up against them, go up against them. Well, I'm God is going to be with you. Still wasn't right in, in Jehoshaphat's heart. So he says, um, uh, you know, all your prophets are saying the same thing. Do you have anybody around? You know, you have any other prophets around? He said, I, I, there's one, but I, I don't like him because he never prophesies anything good about me. Joseph had said, oh, don't say that. Y'all look at the scripture and say, oh, don't say that about him. In other words, king, you're the king, but don't let a negative word come out of your mouth about, about God's prophet. Ah, bring him. They're bringing the prophet up out the prison because he had imprisoned him. He put him in prison because he was speaking the truth. They bring the prophet in there, and the prophet comes in there. And before the prophet gets to the company of the kings, the king's helper said, now look here, when you go out and prophesy, you prophesy what everybody else is saying. You hear me? So the prophet said, mm-hmm. So the prophet comes in the presence of the king of Israel and the king of Judah. And they said, what do you say? Shall we go up against them? The prophet said, yeah, go on up. When you read the text, you cannot help but get this sarcastic air about what the prophet said. He said, yeah, go on up. Go on up there. The king's official said, see, 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 see. It's that attitude right there. How many times I got to tell you when you prophesy, prophesy the word of the Lord. And the king's servant pop, slaps the prophet in the face. So how did the spirit of God come from me to your head? And the prophet said, mm -hmm. he said, let me tell you what I saw, king. I saw the throne of heaven and I saw the angels gathered around and I saw and I heard a voice that said, who will go down and be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets? In, in other words, all your prophets are lying. So I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you, king. You go to war, you will never come back because God ain't in this. Almost done. Jehoshaphat is sitting there in the middle of it like, wow. I'm trying to go fast, so this is a serious thing. You ought to read chapter 19. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, 17, 18, 19. It's amazing how, what kind of detail it gives. But, but, but the, the king hears the prophetic word from the true prophet. He's so angry with him, his attendant slaps his face, puts him back in the prison. And, 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 and 
he said, he, he makes a comment to the prophet. The prophet said, I don't think you, he, in other words, basically, you're not going to get out of this. You're not coming back. In fact, the prophet said, hey, everybody, I want everybody to know, the king, that's the last time you're going to see him. He ain't coming back. And they put him in jail. Jehoshaphat, who's a great man and loves God with all his heart, but he's in the soup because he's in a covenant that he made and he can't break it. Let me tell you how crazy folk can be. The king of Israel looked at Jehoshaphat and said, now here's what we're going to do. I'm going to be in a disguise. Saints, I never heard nothing like this before in my life. I'm disguising myself so I don't look like the king. But you, Jehoshaphat, wear all your garments, wear your kingly garments. Is there something wrong with that picture? If we going out to battle, you dress like a king, I'm going to dress like somebody else. Are you all breathing out there? Sure enough, they get their thousands and they ride out. The minute they ride out, the enemy spots Jehoshaphat. And they turn toward him like a beeline. Jehoshaphat realizes, oh my God, they're coming to kill him. And nobody can stop him. What Jehoshaphat did is what some of y'all got to do. Lord, help me! And the Bible says the Lord routed them. Because when the Bible says when they saw it was Jehoshaphat, they turned from him. By the way, even in a bad relationship, God can protect you. Tell your neighbor what I said. <laughs> the enemy turns away from Jehoshaphat. He rides off to safety. The king of Israel, who, who doesn't look like the king, who's dressed up in normal clothes, the Bible says an archer arbitrarily just shoots the arrow in the air. The arrow finds its way between the crick, the crack in his armor and in his heart. He has his chariot turn aside. Stop, stop, I'm, I'm wounded. I guess so. The Bible says he, they, he parked and there with the arrow he died. Jehoshaphat ends up going back home. Just, he just, talk about being saved by the skin of your teeth. And he goes back home and he's contemplating, oh my. He's thinking about this arrangement that I was in. Excuse me, I, I know this is a little, this stretches a little bit, but maybe not so much. In order for God to get you out of the decision, bad decisions you've made, he knows how to take care of situations. In this case, he actually removed the one with whom he was in covenant with. Hmm. I could say more about that as far as marriage is concerned, but I think I'll leave that alone right there. 
But I do want to tell you that he, he's, he's alone now by himself, Jehoshaphat is, and he's back home and he's thinking about his actions. And he raises up, the, he sends the prophet to Jehoshaphat. And he says, Jehoshaphat, why would you be in league with people who don't love God? Why would you be in relationship with people who hate God? Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'll stretch just a little bit and tell you that those of you who are business people, you ought to be very careful about who you're in business with. Covenants are very Don't join in a covenant because you know a person is ex extremely prosperous. D don't let that be the only reason at all. Who you are joined to, you ought to have a, a, some kind of affinity with. More than just money. And more than just power. So when God erased and moved the king of Israel off the scene, Jehoshaphat is alone and the prophet says to him, why would you do that? Look how God has blessed you. Look how he's withhold, withheld nothing from you. And you're going to get in, you're going to help those who hate God. Tap your neighbor and say, don't help those who hate God. Then the prophet said, but there's still some good in you. There's still some good in you, Jehoshaphat. So I, I, want you, I want you to rectify all this, and I want you to be king over your people. And Jehoshaphat gets himself together and realizes, oh, my God, he let me live. A, a sin I committed that could have taken my life, he's given me grace. And what he does, he does the most incredible thing. You've got to read it to believe it. He, he brings reform to his whole nation. He appoints judges. He appoints those who know the scripture, who were righteous, who feared the Lord. And they taught the people. He set up the teaching of the word of God in the whole kingdom. He made sure everybody knew the word of the Lord. He, he, he put judges in every territory. Why judges? Because people need to know how to settle their disputes. If you can't settle your dispute, there's no peace in the land. That's why we have problems right now in America because we we don't have we have we have we have un injustice concerning crimes and disputes. People today don't feel like they can get a fair shake. Joseph had put credible judges all through the land of Judah. God honored and peace came to the whole nation. It was amazing. Do I have a keyboard player? I know, baby. You may be in a minute. So I, I, that's 15 minutes. I'm stopping right now. Check this out. So Jehoshaphat, is, he's like, Phew. God has helped him get out of that situation. And what's beautiful about it is he takes his authority. That's why it's one of the great stories of, of leadership, 
over a nation. When you take your authority and you institute righteousness and justice throughout the land, that's exactly what he does. I know, I know, I know I'm risking it. but So just let me just say to you, while many of you are, do not like the personality or even the person of the one in office right now, at least give God thanks for the justice that's being done across the nation because of decisions being made. I'm sorry you don't know enough about that because right now if you knew what I knew, you'd be praising God and giving God all the praise and you wouldn't even be looking at the hairstyle. Lord, help me, Jesus. King, oh king, oh king, the sons of Ammon have gathered together and are coming against the nation. Ammon have joined together with, who's the other guy? Yeah, Moab. The Moabites and the Amorites hooked up together. Now they hate each other, but they hooked up together. By the way, you know you're into something when your enemies who hate each other hook up together to come against you. Outnumbered, outgunned, outflanked, uh, uh, greater technology. The king is thinking, oh man, my bad decisions have now come to get me. What does he do? Well, he, he didn't do what most kings do. He did the unthinkable thing. He turned to God. He, he summoned the people. He turned to God. They prayed and they fasted. And saints, write it down. It's praise that births And I want to talk to you about that for these next few weeks because if you're going to get your breakthrough, there's something you've got to do. We start tomorrow morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and I want you to bring your requests before the Lord. Because some of you have been outgunned, outmanned. It's bigger than you. It, it, it hasn't happened yet. Write it down. Expectation is the seedbed for miracles. You have an expectancy in your heart. Now, he said, I don't know what to do. But what he does, he calls upon the Lord. He gathers the whole. He doesn't leave anybody out. He gathers everybody. They call it a solemn assembly. And they begin to pray. And they fasted. And I'm going to leave it right there. And, and I want you to hear this. Because Metro... Everything that has come against us, everything that has tried to stop us, we're coming before God. Everything that's tried to hinder you from making progress, we're going to come before God. Everything that, every, every negativity, bad rep, 
low resources, ill health, we're going to come together before the Lord. I like it when it seems like you're outnumbered. Because when it seems like we're outnumbered, we find out what kind of God that we serve. I want you to bow your heads right there where you sit. I believe this is our time, our season. I know it's almost a cliche in the body of Christ right now. If somehow you can see past the cliche that this is your season of breakthrough. But before breakthrough comes, breakout has got to happen. You've got to break out in prayer before you break through in God's provision and his answers. So I don't want you to miss. When God wants to answer you, he wants to answer you big. Lord, have mercy. And Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you, we believe that everything that was sent against us will be defeated. Lord, every answer to prayer, you will release. Every provision that is needed, Lord, you will cause it to flow. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for this season. Thank you for your mighty presence. Thank you for teaching us how to praise you, how to worship you, how to applaud you. Thank you for your answer. And we give you the thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Just